Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Single ladies, queen bees, and the one and only Sasha Fierce. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Smack it, smack it in the air. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Uh, welcome to the show. I am your host, comedian Billy Presida, and I have been watching way too many Beyonce videos in the last 54 hours. Uh, hey, Hey, everybody. Hi. How are you? Um, hey, if you're new to this show and you're like, why is he saying Beyonce stuff? I thought this was a fuck show. Um, you know, you're not mistaken. You're in the right place. Uh, this is a podcast where I uh, talk to women I've hooked up with every week about sex, dating, sexuality and love. And I know the last couple of weeks have been uh, some special guests some some fellas. But I thought there were some fun episodes, some fun shows. Uh, but don't worry, we're we're going back to my staple now, and we've got an excellent episode with Emily, one of uh one of many Emilys. You ever look at your phone, your contacts, and you're just like, how do I know so many Amandas? Seriously, I have I have eleven Amandas in my phone. I've made out with probably seven of them. Um, like what is? <laughs> no, but if I, you know, when I have a, you know, the list of potential guests for the show, it's astonishing how many Emilys I have hooked up with. I think that is the one name that I have encountered the most in my travels. It's insane. Well, we have an, one, we've already had Emilys on this show. Like that's how many. So we've got a great episode today with a, with a Canadian Emily. When I was out in Vancouver about a month ago, we recorded this. It was awesome. You're going to love this show. But first, let's play a little game. We're going to we're gonna play a game called Reach Into Your Pocket and Pull Out Your Spare Change. Yes. Uh, reach in your pocket, whatever you got in there. Uh, any paper currency or coinage, once you reach into your pocket, pull it out, put it on a flat surface in front of you. If you were uh, listening to the show in space, you know what? Then don't put it. I know that I know gravity's working against you, and you can't do that. I understand. Do whatever is going to be easiest for you to count it. Then I want you guys to count that, uh, and whatever it is, if it's you know fifty four cents, if it's a dollar seventy nine, whatever that amount is, I want you to then go to patreon dot com slash manhor podcast, or you go to manhorpod dot com, click the Patreon banner on the side. And then I want you to pledge that much money to this show. Uh, and here's why. Because this, this has been and will remain a hashtag free podcast. Yeah. But you know what? <clears throat> I give you guys anywhere from like, I give you guys anywhere from like four to six hours a month of free content. That helps you get through your, you're doing the dishes, you're cleaning your room, your commutes to work, your long drives across the country. And if you're pledging $1.79 a month and divide that amongst, let's say, four episodes a month, that is quite the bargain. That is cheaper than any Sasha Fierce song. Not that I would ever dare uh, commit heresy and compare myself to, to the queen. I'm just saying it's a good deal. And if you're in a financial situation where that spare change in your pocket is not the money you need to eat to pay rent and it's just money that's going to go into a junk drawer, or on like some shelf somewhere for a week. I implore you, please 
support this podcast. If you think I'm doing good things, support it, show that. And so this is the part of the show where I say thank you to all those people individually, but kind of impersonally, <laughs> uh, very quickly, you know. So we do uh, right now. We're going to do the uh, some gratitudes. We're going to do the impersonal Patreon. Thank you, roll call. Yeah, right now we're going to say thank you so much. For putting your money where your mouth is, or putting your money where your downloads are. So thank you to Christina D, Holly F, Sarah B, Sean B, Prickly Peach. Nelly H, Jazz O, Megan N, Jeff C, Jennifer C. There's no relation there, guys, to my knowledge between uh, Jeff and Jennifer C. Uh, Greg A, Jeffrey John J, my favorite initials, SB, Lawrence B, Dervla, Ramon F, Justin C, Sarah S, Lauren A, Madeline B, Dave K, and CEO of the Hobbuts, Lance. Thank you all so much for us for supporting the show. And if you do choose to support the Man Whore Podcast on Patreon, know that uh, you can pledge as little as 25 cents per month and you can cancel at any time. So again, that's patreon.com slash manwhorepodcast. So go to manwhorepod.com, click the Patreon banner on the side. Uh, as I record this, I have already drafted a stellar fantasy football team for the Fan Whore Football uh, Fantasy League. First time, first year doing it. Uh, <laughs> I have not drafted yet, but I know I know it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, so no, I'm pretty excited. We we did in fact f- fill a fantasy football league with podcast listeners. Yeah, with the fan horse. So uh, I I gotta say, guys, people who uh, who are in the league, great fin- great job with these names, with these team names. Part of doing fantasy football is you got to come up with like you know cute cutesy nicknames sometimes you like um you include the name of a nfl player and then you like make it silly and for this league i requested everyone make it vaguely sexual like for example i mean i'm going up at week one against the incognito reach arounds which at first i didn't understand and then i totally understood what that meant <laughs> um that's a surprise uh yeah, Grant Grant's got the because Richie Incognito is a football player for those of you who like books. <laughs> but no, these are great team names. Actually, uh, <clears throat> we got the Richie uh, the Incognito reach rounds. But this is the rest of the league is uh, we got the Power Bottoms, Snuggle Fuck, Texas Teabaggers, One Eyed Willie, the Nevada Nip Slips, Multiple Gorgasms, uh, the Hob Butts, JPP's Finger Bang. Which I loved because Justin, because JPP from the New York Giants blew his fucking finger off with fireworks because he's a fucking idiot. Um, and then of course me, your your soon to be uh, champion of the league, the Manahata Manhors. I thought that was a fitting name, so I'm I'm pretty excited for week one, and it's probably going to be a little bit of a shaming going on on this podcast for the next you know fifteen sixteen weeks. <laughs> uh you know the the world we we did lose someone in the past uh week we lost uh wes craven died wes craven of course uh writer director of the nightmare on elm street films uh the scream movies uh and some other and various other like horror uh classics uh i watched all of the nightmare on elm street movies in a row over a rainy kind of boring weekend in Cape Cod when I was like 11. 
and they helped me get through that. We just I rented all the VH, this is VHS time. And then I never watched them again after that. Uh, and then, but in college, I was a communications media studies major in uh, at NYU. And in my first like media studies class, I had to read in like my one of the first articles I had to read in college. The my first like media studies article that I had to read that showed me how important media representation is. I was reading about Nightmare on Elm Street, this movie I watched when I was like 11 and I totally forgot about it. And it was talking about how you, how feminist Wes Craven was or is how feminist, you know, those Nancy in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies is. And I read this and it blew my mind and it made me realize how important it is to represent uh, not only a diverse, a diversity in characters, but also uh, of women, how we represent women in films. You ever think about how many times the woman always like kind of trips and falls? Cause the woman, she's such a klutz against the big bad man monster. Nancy doesn't do that shit in Nightmare on Elm Street. You ever go rewatch the movie? Those like classic tropes of a horror flicks, you know, where, where it's like shirtless teens, they fuck. And then when you fuck, you die. Who always is at the end in our flick. That, that nice virginal good girl yet slightly powerless, right? That's who's usually like, they call it the final girl. Uh, I forget who, but the, an academic called it that. And then that final girl through like the help of like a man person or some sort of like weapon defeats the big bad monster at the very end of the movie. That doesn't, that shit don't happen with Nancy. Nancy defeats Kruger, spoiler alert, just by being a strong, independent woman. She doesn't, she doesn't like gut him with something. She turns her back on him and just says, you're nothing, man. You're shit. And he disappears. She didn't need no. She didn't need a man's help to do it. She she didn't what the academics call. She didn't need a uh, a phallic weapon. A subtle reference to her needing a man's help. No, she just was like, "I'm not gonna be afraid of you. I'm a badass bitch." You ever rewatch Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, not the shitty remake? Go rewatch that. All the men in that movie are fucking dumb, or they're clueless. Like, they all just say the dumbest thing and just are trying to impede her from... They're actually... It's just like actually men are in her way of her defeating this guy. Uh, and, and another important thing about this was that it's not like she was a virginal character. Because usually it was um, you had to be a virginal girl because if you fuck, you're going to die. Sex equals death because we want to morally punish you for fucking... Now, although she's not fucking, she does like, you know, she does tell Johnny like, no, not now. She's not saying no, not now because she's a prude. She's saying no, not now. There's a dude trying to fucking kill us. And I, and I think these things are really important because I think, and remember, this movie was 1984. This is not a like highly feminist era in film. You know what Wes said? You know what made Wes do all that was he said that his daughter was complaining to him that like, that one of his movies um, 
had the chick chips like was falling and she goes like hey dad not all hashtag not all women fall down and he's like oh shit what am i putting in my movies what are we putting in our movies it's fine to have a movie where the girl falls down there are dumb girls who fall down there are dumb men there are people fall down there are dumb people but when all the movies when it's when so when it's happening so much that becomes a trope where like the black guy always dies first, right? That's when it starts getting a little damaging because then we're starting to subconsciously see people in a certain way. It's the same reason why calling people a slut in a negative way so much becomes damaging because that just becomes the way we're thinking because we haven't heard or seen another representation. So, um, you know, when when... I know some of you may not have thought twice about the Wes Craven passing, but think twice, uh, go back and rewatch that first one at least because, um, and even the third one, because Wes Craven, you know, the, the sequel, Wes had nothing to do with, but he comes back in the third, he brings Nancy back and she's leading the fight against Freddie. She leads a bunch of uh, kids in a fight against uh, Freddie again. And, and also the protagonist there, the main, the strong, the, the leader amongst the kids is also again, a woman. Go rewatch that. And I think you're going to be shocked rewatching it. How feminist that movie is. Just some food for thought. And then go back and be like, when was the last time you saw something in between 1984 and 2004? How often did you see strong representations like that in horror movies? Not, not as often. It's the same reason why I saw Straight Outta Compton and uh, recently, and same thing. I thought it was really cool. There's a lot of crying in that movie done by Easy E, Dr. Dre, and Ice Cube, and these are these like these strong, hard, tough black men, and they're crying, and not ju- and sometimes at death, but sometimes just at having emotion. And I thought that was important because I was like, I have not seen that. I don't think America. Has, I don't think America has seen strong tough hard gangster men displaying emotion comfortably being okay having emotions right and and again so if we don't see that we almost start to believe that it doesn't exist and i think it's so important now that we're going to see to to have this really good movie straight out compton it was really good so for the same reasons that it was important for for women to be able to see a strong independent uh female protagonist who defeats the big bad monster without any help of a man. I think seeing, I think uh, teenage black kids maybe living in a ghetto, maybe want to be in that rap lifestyle can see that you don't have to be heartless to be a gangster. All of this stuff, this media representation, it's good to have diversity. Doesn't mean that having a trope in there is bad. It just it's bad if that's the only thing. It's just like the porn. Remember, um, Gonzo porn's not bad porn. It's just bad if that's the only porn out there. So, uh, rest in peace, Wes Craven. <clears throat> All right, um, rambling guys, rambling long intros, right? But to, uh, now, now let's get to what you obviously want to hear, Emily. Oh my God, this was a great episode. Emily was so uh, one, and I'm not just saying this because she still has sex with me. Um, I'm I'd be willing to, for the sake of being honest and transparent, say negative things if I had to say them. 
But Emily, what this was a great episode. Um, we covered a lot of topics: polyamory, non-monogamy, Johnny Depp, um, <laughs> and 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 discovering your sexuality as you as you age as a woman. And she also has this amazing story where she was worried she might get catfished. Uh, all of this and more in just guys, I know I say like, this was my favorite episode, but this is again, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. Definitely for sure. So I want you all to go enjoy my conversation with my dear friend, Vancouver's finest, Emily. Like it's a good thing that we like, we did this at the end. You because mean, like god forbid we got into a fight it'd be like oh, okay yeah. well then like i can run off and get on a plane <laughs> so you're like i've already gotten late so it's fine now or like you've already gotten late well yeah i guess it goes both ways doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or at least it's like uh like we don't have to spend like a weekend awkwardly together that's mad true. at each other that's true why do you think i'm gonna get mad at you though i don't i don't know so i'm always prepared you, did you are you recording now yeah. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, we are. Okay. I should have known. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Well, uh we're, we're I'm, I'm here with uh with Emily. Hello. We are wearing uh awesomely slutty shirts. Uh, I'm wearing my defined slut shirt. Represent Emily Linden at the Unslut Project. Uh, Emily is wearing, or this Emily is wearing, um, a GGG Savage Love shirt. Yeah, I am damn savage. So we would make an amazing Twitter picture. Uh, we probably will. We will, yeah. Eventually. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Which means I probably shouldn't tag you when we tweet it. That would be great, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Listen, if you can't benefit from the retweets, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh so yeah, I'm I'm in Canada right now. I'm in Vancouver. Can I say we're in Vancouver? Yeah. Okay. We just did. So yeah, well, I could have fine. beeped it. <laughs> and I could have been like, he could have been in any of the provinces, Manitoba. Um, I would not do that to Saskatchewan, you. Saskatchewan, no. uh, <laughs> Ontario. Hold on, wait for it. The the northern the Northwest Territories, which is just lazy Good naming. Job. Wow. Lazy I naming. You know that? Yeah. There's the Yukon. <laughs> um, wait for it. I already said Ontario. Quebec. That's right. Uh, the people who don't know how to say their own name. <laughs> it's Quebec. Okay. It's like the people in uh, Louisville. It's it, it's Louisville. Well, I mean, the people who live in Quebec, a lot of them don't speak English. Yeah, they're so- speaking the wrong language. <laughs> and then, uh, and it's then on pronounced the f- Quebec. No, it's not. It's Quebec. We've been over this. It has a little accent on the e. Doesn't matter. Okay, fine. That's- Go on. <laughs> and then on the right hand side you have um Newfoundland. Newfoundland. You know what? I don't <laughs> give a fuck anymore. <laughs> Newfoundland. <laughs> but is Newfoundland the one that's like Newfoundland and something, or is that the other one? Newfoundland Labrador, you got it. And Labrador. Yeah. And the dog. You've, Newfoundland you've and already this dog. impressed me with that you know that many. How wet are you that I know all those provinces? <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. Part of that may have come from I was checking my my stats in Canada this morning because <laughs> you were asking. He was like, "Can you see yeah. where? Yeah, yeah, like where people are downloading? Like in the United Arab Emirates, I can only see that people download there. That area. Uh, shout out to my one person in the <laughs> UAE. Hey, 
<laughs> but uh i i wanted to see if i could see the province breakdown and i could so you could yeah. okay so when people listen in canada you can see what province primarily are in bc and ontario cool are the two main good pro- for you That's no one no one in the northwest territories i really gotta step it up up there <laughs> i got zero downloads in the northwest territories start hashtagging more i gotta work on it i'm gonna do some uh some targeted google ads <laughs> Yeah, I believe in you. But you're a, you're a proud Canadian, and I am, uh, yeah. you you, I'm here visiting for a weekend. To, yeah, it's, uh, that's right. Are you gonna Are you gonna talk about how you met me or how you know? You me? never enjoy when I <laughs> no, I know. factually explain how I know you. I go through customs. So Emily flew me out here to fuck me for the weekend. Oh, I'm sorry to hang out with me. My presence. You tell me. I enjoy you as a friend, yes. Okay. Who also has sex with me. But yeah, that's just, that's a, that's a bonus. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't, I didn't pay for your services. No, you did not as much as I wish someone would. I know. (laughs) No, but you flew me out here and and I'm going through customs and I'm doing fine in customs. He says like, uh, why are you here? It's like, I'm visiting a friend. I did say that. I opened with, I'm visiting a friend. I'm at a, I don't like mentioning that I have a podcast because it's the douchiest sentence to say. Yet I've heard you tell so many strangers. Because it comes up. They ask. <laughs> they say, what do you do during your day? I was like, oh, well, I do comedy. I have projects. What right. kind of projects? I have a podcast. Who doesn't? Right. So when the customs agent asked you how you knew me. I was like, she listens to my podcast. <laughs> she listens to my podcast. I'm sorry, is that but not <laughs> correct? What compelled you to say that when you could have... Because that's the <laughs> accurate thing to yeah, say. Yeah, but I mean, there's so many other that you could have said like, oh, you know, we, we met on Twitter or like we hung out. You could have, you could have said, uh, she came to visit me in New York. We hung out in New York or like, you know... Yeah, but he there's was, so many different. Well, he wanted to know was the origin of our friendship. He wanted to make sure okay. that you were not selling weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> okay, that's what he wants to know. Okay. I could say like she banged Fair. me in New York, Fair. but he's still gonna be like, okay. And while you were banging, did you discuss terrorist plans? <laughs> and I would be like, no, because who who takes time okay. to blow up Canada? You, no one. <laughs> so when you so when he asked you how you knew me and you said I listened to your podcast, what was his reaction? <laughs> Nothing. He just wrote. He just was kept he writing. Or? No, he just kept writing. Like it was. It's it, like it was Did he laugh? nothing. No. Oh. No sense of humor. This guy. No. Okay. He asked. Uh, oh, and so he asked other questions. Like. But then at the end of the thing, he goes, "Oh, and uh, and what's the name of your podcast?" Like, <laughs> I feel like it was on a separate piece of paper. Did he write it down? Like, yeah. Like, okay. I feel like he wanted for his own. It's like, oh, I, I need more. He po- like pulled out his iTunes app. Yeah, he's like, you know, what? I'm out of podcasts. <laughs> I, I've, I'm like up to date on all the episodes. I need a new one. <laughs> I said man whore podcast and he didn't bat an eye. You just reminded me of something really funny. Uh, I went to Seattle a couple of years ago to see Dan Savage do a live love cast. And um, U.S. Customs was no problem getting in. They're like, yeah, fine. Have a good time. Drive back. Uh, Coming back into Canada, we got a real asshole uh, customs agent. And he said, you know, what were you guys doing? Where were you? I said, oh, we were in Seattle. Uh, What were you doing in Seattle? Oh, we went to a show. I said, who did you? A shoe. (laughs) A shoe. Went to a shoe. A show. Went to a Lubu team. Went to team. a show. <laughs> a show. It's it's a show. That's how you say it. <laughs> it's not a shoe. You don't wear it. So he so he said, "What? Who who did you see?" And we said, "Oh, we saw Dan Savage." 
And he said, who's Dan Savage? And you were like, excuse me. My boyfriend at the time said, uh, he's an author and a a sex advice columnist. And he said, oh, like Savage Love. And we we said, yeah, yeah, exactly. And we thought, yeah, we're in. And then he went right back to, are you bringing anything in? Are you, you know, where are you coming from? Do you all have passport? Anyway, but that was just like a glimmer of, oh, like Savage Love. Okay. And then back to... Those customs people are allowed to have only a moment of personality. Like just a degree of sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Or not even sense of humor, just like to show who they are. I'm a person too. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, no, I got to go and back to he, being yeah, a piece of shit. He caught himself. Yeah. He's like, no, I got to be a hard ass. Sorry. Yeah. Back to this. Did you bring any bananas into our yeah, country? exactly. Where were you shopping? Are yeah. you bringing any fruit? Yeah. <laughs> vegetables? Yeah. If you're Johnny Depp, are you bringing any dogs? They're not native to our land. Is that, is that a Oh, Giant Depp got like in major fucking trouble. Really? He left it. He brought dogs, his pet dogs to Australia. Mm-hmm. He left them there with, I think, his wife or something. Okay. Like to go, I guess he had like jumped back to America for a hot second. <laughs> but he never did the paperwork to bring those dogs in. They're not native to Australia. Oh. And so like the, the, the government, it became a news item. Okay. That's how fucked up my country is. Is that CNN... Not for 90 seconds, because okay. Johnny Depp, I get it. 90 right. seconds on Johnny Depp, it's fine. He's Multiple deal. minutes, they they had a banner saying, dog countdown. No. Because they said that um, the Australian government said they were going to euthanize his dogs if he doesn't pick them up by a certain oh, time. God. <laughs> because, well, they could, like, destroy our everything. Their what? I don't know. What could they destroy? I would love to see that post-apocalypse That's, movie where it's like, and they're like going over the origin of like, why is the world like this now? Like it's like, yeah. well, you know, Johnny Depp, um, he he, used, he once was an actor who wore weird outfits and he brought two dogs in and uh, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, no shit. That's why we're in this igloo. This heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah, so wait, you have a problem with me saying that you're a listener. Um, you have like a huge, like you yell yeah, at me multiple I, times about this. Yeah, I get upset over it. Uh, just because <laughs> when you talk about me, it's like... Oh, don't you mean a boot me? When you talk about me, <laughs> it's either that I'm a listener or that I'm a fan. Uh, or you're a friend of mine who, who I yeah, also have sex with. I've actually never heard you refer to me that way. So this is the first time. You're, you're, you're not, right. These do bring out the truth. <laughs> yeah, these are these are truth mics. Uh, no, it's just like I'm not. Oh, it's you're not I, around I, in the conversations where I refer to you as a fuck friend. Well, I remember, just depends who I'm talking to. Do you remember when we were in that pub in the East Village? What's it called again? McSorley's. Yeah, McSorley's. Yeah. Um, we met some lovely folks from folks from like California or wherever. And they joined us at our table and we were talking about, <laughs> now every time I say about, I'm going to think you're making fun of me. We were talking about um, where we were from and, and you start talking about comedy and, and your podcast. And I, and I came out of the bathroom and one of the guys was like, so Billy was just telling us uh, how you guys know each other. And I was like, okay, cool. And he's like, so you're, you're a fan of his. Your That's friend. also an accurate Cause, cause statement. Like, how do you guys know? Because I mean, we were kissing, we were holding hands, right? We, we looked like you know we're on a date, and uh, you're like, so how do you how do you know her? She's she's a fan. She came she came out from Vancouver. <laughs> Is that an inaccurate <laughs> sentence? I'm confused. Well, no, it's not. Like, it's a little tone deaf. I get yeah, that, I but to, I am tone deaf. I, I, okay, I listen to your podcast, but the, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like I don't know the way you say it and the way you describe it. <clears throat> 
sorry, makes me think of, uh, it makes me think of like, I was sitting at home downloading podcasts and I found yours. And then I was like, Oh my God, Billy Persita, I need, I need to meet you. Like you're, you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like you're on the cover of Tiger Beat or something. Uh, I wish. Um, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't that glamorous. It was like, you, you followed me on Twitter and I saw that you're, you know, really cute. And you said, you know, I've got this podcast, you should listen to it. And I said, cool, I'll check it out. And then we, we start talking like we were, you know, we were chatting, like we were getting to know each other. And, and then, you know, a day or two later, I was like, um, I should check out his podcast. And I was like, oh, he's cute and funny. And this is interesting. And I'm, I'm into that. So it was like, that's kind of how it played out. And in, instead of me being like, oh my God. But I never said it was you at home, like <laughs> just masturbating to my voice. <laughs> I never said it was that. I just said if you listen to the show and then yeah, but it's just we hit it off. Yeah, we did. It was just, but it was a different, uh, it was a different dynamic than what you're. Don't be so self conscious, okay? I, I'm not calling you a fangirl. Uh, never said those words about you. Okay, well you did, but you have. I've said like you're a fan. <laughs> I've also said you're a girl. Never put those together. Because when here's the you. thing: when I am a fangirl, when I'm like really into so wait what celebrities have you fucked then are you no 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 no. i'm not no. saying i'm not shut no. up don't be such a jerk no. i can make fun of your accent too no you can't because i have a normal oh, okay. accent okay normal yes it's a very normal <laughs> accent jersey is a normal accent i don't have a jersey accent well, well i don't have a joysy accent no you don't actually i don't get down a, the shore you have more, more of a, a new york accent which is a normal accent yeah because new york is the center of the universe Yes, I'm glad we're finally getting you on board with reality. <laughs> this is great. Anyway. How many people are sitting at home right now be like, how does he fuck this guy? He's an asshole. I don't even remember what I was talking about now. <laughs> um, well, you're, you are uh, quite poly. I am quite poly. Now, do you consider yourself poly or open? Here's the thing. I'm or do you not like labels? Oh, well, no, it's not that I don't like labels. It's just that... Um, I think people who who are polyamorous and refer to themselves as poly are really hardcore <laughs> about their group and their and, and their it, identity. Their identity. I'm not saying it's like a cult, but I'm just like these people are so far into it that they um, hate anyone. Right? Like, like they go to poly. They're poly people. They go to poly events. They, they talk poly about events. being poly. They talk about being poly. If they meet someone who's not poly, they get <gasps> preachy right. and they start to you know question people's relationship ethics and. Um, Another thing is that when I say poly, I think of like polygamy. So it makes me think of like sister wives and, and like that I'm going to end up on like a reality show. On I just want to clarify, guys, when we say this, <laughs> hashtag not all poly people. Not all poly people. Yeah. Right. Let's be clear. Um, just in my experience, because, you know, I, 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 uh, I wanted to explore and see what other people having similar lifestyles were, mm. were like and what they were doing. And I was like, okay, this is a little intense for me. Um, I, I, I prefer non-monogamy, you know, ethical non-monogamy. I, that's, that's what I usually, those are the words I use when I explain my lifestyle to people instead of, I, sometimes if it's easy, I'll say, oh yeah, I'm poly. And they'll say, oh cool. Good for you. And if it's just like a in passing explanation, if I'm going to get really into it with someone, I'll say, yeah, I'm non-monogamous or I'm open. So yeah. Okay. Well, what what brought about that? Like where where do you start? Uh, with all this. So I've been open for just over two years. Oh, that's I, it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's no, yeah, no. not longer. Should have been longer. Did you have like um, a super long relationship? 
before all that? I feel like that's um, a lot. A lot of people I know when they got started, yeah. it was like right after a really long, committed, monogamous relationship. Yeah, and something went it wasn't, sour. It wasn't and really long. Um, the last two monogamous relationships I had before I opened up um, were each about one was about a year, one was a year and a half. Um, the second last one was tumultuous and awful, and um, I I was being cheated on and lied to, and uh, I almost I sort of had like a an epiphany when that all came to a close because I found out that this guy I had been falling in love with was seeing and fucking these two other women, and I remember being more upset about the lying than the actual what he was doing with these other girls. And I remember one of the first things I said was, if you wanted to fuck someone else, why didn't you just tell me? Yeah. Like that was my reaction. And I was so overwhelmed by that reaction in myself. I was like, really? That's how I feel. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, most girls are like, how could you? I thought I was the only one, but I was more upset about the the deceit and the going behind my back, that kind of thing. So I started to question whether or not, like I, I'd never fully believed in monogamy, like growing up, uh, just like my parents and my friends' parents, and uh, like I witnessed a lot of relationships that that were not successfully monogamous, or like if they were, people were very unhappy and, and miserable. And I thought, okay, well, maybe we're not supposed to be monogamous. Like, how are these people so unhappy when they're just with the apparently the one, you know, the one they're supposed to be with? So anyway, after these these two monogamous relationships had ended, I was just kind of dating. Uh, casually and I met a guy mm. who <laughs> I was mm. really into really quickly and uh, we were having a pretty open conversation just about what we were into and what we were looking for and one of the first things he said was I'm not cut out for monogamy and for some reason when he said that it sparked this huge rant in me and I said nobody is human beings aren't designed for monogamy <laughs> we're not supposed to be monogamous and hearing myself say all these things I was thinking holy shit like this is actually how I feel like it was overwhelming to, to hear myself say these things and to feel this way. Uh, so we, we had a really amazing first date. And, um, uh, once I decided that I wanted to keep seeing him, I realized that I had a decision to make and that was whether or not this was something I could handle. And, uh, I knew that I had to make the decision for me and not for anyone else, not for him, not for, you know, anything else. So, uh, I asked him if we could, if we could talk about it and by talking about it, I mean letting me ask questions until I don't have any more. Right. So we spent about two, three hours. We were out hiking and, uh, I just, I just kept asking questions. I, you know, like, what are the rules? Can we do this? Can, how often can we see each other? And he, he kept saying like, you know, this is the cool part is that we get to make our own rules. Right. And it was like, okay, well, what about jealousy? That was my first thing. And I think that's mm-hmm. everyone's first question. I think, yeah. And like even people who are not mono- who are monogamous and ask me about my lifestyle, their first question is always, don't you get jealous? Yeah, the, the common and, misconception is that, uh, <clears throat> is that poly people don't get jealous. Like they right. do. I think some people think that once you open up your relationship or if you start dating multiple people, you just stop, be- stop being jealous. No, and totally it's like a magical jealous. power you that you have. Talk about it. Well, and like one thing that Dan Savage always said is you have to feel your feelings, mm-hmm. right? You have to feel the fuck out of your feelings. And that's like... That's a big anything fuck. Dan Savage. You're about to like anytime you're going to quote Dan Savage, just automatically throw a few fucks in there because that's he's full of fucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm what, surprised it's not like GGFG. <laughs> right. Good giving and fucking, fucking game. game. Yeah. Um, no, it was uh, once I started asking the questions about 
feelings it was like oh yeah like you need to you need to still feel everything but the difference is that we get to talk about it and like really talk about it and and process it and digest them in a way where instead of letting them consume you you can uh like break through them and learn where they're coming from and what areas you feel them and how to overcome them Mm. so that was a really big deal for me just because when i was younger and, and not that much younger, like just up until maybe like six or seven years ago, I would let jealousy absolutely ruin me to the point where I didn't even recognize myself anymore. I would, t- I would just turn into like crazy bitch. And when you start, when you started being like all non-monogamous, were you already a Dan Savage disciple or did that come out? No, that was from him actually. He, I mean, I had read his column in like his Savage Love column, right. but when I first started that relationship, he said, oh, you know, you should really be listening to this podcast. And I was like, I didn't know he had a podcast. So I started downloading Savage, the Savage Love cast. And I was like, this man is my guru. Yes. Like, yeah. like I just, I learned so many things about myself and other people and my body and like just how to communicate and i mean you know one of the biggest things he says is use your words like these people will call in or write in and say how do i talk to my boyfriend about this or how do i deal with it's like use your words and that was like that resonated with me so hard when i first heard him say that i was like yeah exactly because so many people are scared to talk about most things or use their words at all they just use use an emoji now and they think that works like hashtag eggplant and then it's just you know they move forward um but uh yeah that was one of the biggest things for me is like okay i'm feeling jealous and we get to talk about it and it's going to be okay and how'd that relationship go um it went really well we dated for uh over a year and a half and you recently ended it at the beginning of this year not because anything happened or anything went wrong he just um he met someone who it was sort of a game changer for him he is he on is he on team monogamy right now he's not no he still has an open relationship but when he met her it was like instant primary relationship like they felt for each other hard and um he said it was the the first time he had felt that way about anyone in years, like a very long time. And um, I mean, of course it hurt my feelings because like <laughs> no... No one likes getting dumped. No person wants to hear, yeah. oh, we can't go out anymore because I met someone that I like more than you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like that really sucks. But um, the way he went about it and <clears throat> the way he considered my feelings he was very honest with me um i really appreciated that and we've been able to maintain a pretty great friendship so that's nice um, because yeah i mean he was my introduction into this this world world. and um i i I will still go to him for advice and uh share stories with him and he you know he's still you know he'll like i'm proud of you and good job and so um yeah i'm grateful for him Mm -hmm. that was a really great uh introduction but now you're like you're like all you're all up in it. I am. You I mean you've got <laughs> right now you've got two boyfriends. Yes. And you also have like guys you go on dates with. Yeah. And then you have dudes you fuck. Yeah. And then there's people you like fly in from other countries. <laughs> uh you yeah. and then somehow you probably you still somehow find time to masturbate. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> it's pretty insane. You um, send me a picture, I'm like, what where where'd you find the time right yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, it's uh I'm I'm peaking sexually. Yeah, my, my sex drive. Uh, you're, well, I mean, like you're approaching that age where they say it's your peaking time. That's what they say. I feel like the moment I turned thirty, I just became horny all day, every day. 
and like I've always been a very sexual person. That's around um, the same time you were saying that you're you stopped <laughs> wanting people to go down you as quickly, right? You were kind of like, can we just fuck? Yeah, no, no, not just because I wanted to get fucked, but just because I became a lot more sensitive. Like my mm-hmm. my body became a lot more sensitive, and it was almost like it was almost like it was too much. Right, and there were no other factors involved. No, no? okay, no, nothing happened. Nothing weird happened. I didn't know, like just, maybe like if you start like a medication that like at the same time mm, that maybe like would have that side no, effect. No, honestly, I think I just got so horny that everything like and not just like my lady parts, but like my whole body just became more sensitive. So like even when someone touches my neck or like you know rubs my arm, I'm just or like, like my left earlobe or my left earlobe. I'm just like, ooh, that feels nice. Something about my patellas um, just really dig <laughs> a dick. So yeah, I just um I and like the best part about getting older as a woman is that you just become so much more sexually confident. Mm-hmm. We know what we want. We're not afraid to say it. Um it's just amazing like comparing myself now to myself 10 years ago, like my sexual life. Um I used to be like turn the lights off and like don't look at me and like I I, I often refer to and this is by the way, not all girls, but a lot of girls in their early 20s. By the way, no, no, no. see, when you say that, you have to actually say hashtag <laughs> oh, not all girls. Hashtag not all girls. Yeah. Uh, younger girls, I know a lot <laughs> of them are, I mean, a, there are a lot of like horny younger girls, but I know for myself and a lot of my friends, it was like when we were in our early 20s, we were having sex because it, it was something that made guys like happy and excited and we wanted that attention, right? So it was like, um, like yeah okay i'll have sex with you and it's not like i'm hating it but it's like well it's not that great there's also a lot who do it just because it's fun and it's not as much of the horniness as much like this is really fun to do yeah this is fun and we're naked and you're like you know all this but i wasn't like getting off a lot i was just kind of like yeah this is fun um but then fast forward to now and i I tell this to people i'm having sex because i fucking love it like (laughs) it's and it it's not it's it's not something that i'm doing to like make another person happy it's like this is fucking awesome and we're mm-hmm. going to do it as much as we can and i and i'm getting off and i'm comfortable with my body and i i know how to communicate in bed so uh yeah that's great <laughs> yeah. that's awesome now here's a question i had for you um <clears throat> was so you've got two boyfriends and then you have the fucks and then you do the dates so like for me okay so what's one this is a two-parter i okay. think i'm improving how many parts it is as okay. i go along <laughs> What's the difference between a boyfriend and some, like, how do you get to the point where you decide difference between a boyfriend and someone you're just fucking? And then when you're on dates with guys, mm-hmm. are you thinking about, is this a good dude I'm just going to bang? Or is this someone I want to date seriously? Um, and then is there like, are there other levels in between someone you just bang and like a boyfriend? I think that's it. I think that's a, a three-parter. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Um, this lifestyle that i'm doing right now this specific lifestyle has only been this year yeah yeah. um because i did have a primary partner uh and did kind of shitty and um like i was telling you the other day i I built myself a a breakup army (laughs) um a couple of them i I was seeing before the breakup happened but uh so the two boyfriends that i have right now i've been seeing for like seven eight months so that's kind of why I refer to them as my boyfriends just because it's been so long and it's like pretty consistent. Um, sure. But for example, we've been talking for almost a year yeah. and I'm not your boyfriend. So no. I'm also like pressuring you into uh, saying such a thing. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to point out um, like, okay, so you said it's been going on a long time. Okay. Well, but these, what else makes that the boyfriend? These boyfriends that I have, um, 
it's definitely not just sex. I mean, yeah, of course we have sex, but mm. we also will go to the movies. We'll go for dinner. We travel together. We, um, you know, we're like constantly in each other's lives. We talk every day. We, you know, and it's, um, I don't know. That's a good question. It's just an, I guess it's an easier term to just refer to them as that. Sure. And just because I've been seeing them both for so long and they're both poly and, uh, one of them has a primary, one of them's married, and the other one uh, is younger and just these other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's that's just an easy thing for me. And, uh, sorry, what was the second part of the question? Well, okay. The other, how, the other guys that I just sleep with? Well, or? I'm just saying, so, I mean, let's say you're sleeping with somebody mm-hmm. and then you realize there's a connection. Um, mm-hmm. Can you, like, not masturbate I'm not, during I'm this not, conversation? I'm not I'm just resting my hand. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I just, I've gone, what, 70 sun episodes without uh, anyone jerking off on mic yet. So I'd like to keep it that way as long Challenge as possible. Um, I have stuck my dick in someone's mouth, but that was just like playfully. You uh, did? Yeah. Wow. If, if you want to figure out which episode, go back and listen and to listen them again. And listen to all 70 whatever yep. of them. And, and then, then try to listen for like, where does it sound like there's a dick in someone's mouth? And that's when you make it, it sound like I have a lot of free time. <laughs> Um, okay, so like you're seeing someone, is there a conversation when you decide to like, hey, like, it, what is this? Um, or there's an I love you. Is that the thing that makes it a boyfriend versus someone mm, you're just seeing? Uh, the I guess what I'm curious about is that transition from someone you're seeing yeah. to it's to acknowledge like you're you're a boy a boyfriend of mine. Um, I think I've only been referring to those specific two as my boyfriend for like the last couple months and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have been seeing each other for quite a while and that we we still maintain that as much as possible like you know but there was no conversation like hey Mm, no you're my boyfriend now like do they call you their girlfriend yeah one of them does for sure but like there has to be a there's a moment when you start saying that the reason that that's what i'm curious the reason that he does here's the thing he's married Mm -hmm. they've been together 12 years Married for 10, open for five. Mm-hmm. So when he has another, and he's very, he's, he's, he's going to love that I said this. He's very boyfriendy. Mm-hmm. Like he's super boyfriendy. When he is dating a girl, it's not just like a once kind of, once or twice kind of thing. It's like, you are my girlfriend. We're going to schedule dates. We're going to hold hands and kiss. We're going to do that. We're going to have sleepovers. So it's like when he has a girl that he's seeing outside of his marriage, that's just his girlfriend. That's just a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, and that and he, yeah, he his vocabulary. So he doesn't like go fuck around, really. No, no, no. So it's like it's in his vocabulary. So like he'll he actually says to me, "You're my girlfriend." Right. Like that's part of his okay our our communication. Um, the other one, and I don't use those words so openly, but like if we are in a situation where I have to introduce him, or if you know we don't have time to explain the whole poly thing, I'll just be like, "This is my boyfriend." Mm. You know. <clears throat> All right. So yeah. Some people, uh, some people would think like meeting a, a someone you don't know on the internet is scary, <laughs> like going to a cafe down the street. Right. So you you flew a, <laughs> across two countries uh, to come hang out for a weekend. Yes. Back in December. Yes. What goes through your head, like you know, like if I was some like shitty like hacky disc jockey whatever dude i'd be like the fuck were you thinking like what was even like going through your head to make such a dumb decision like wow you were wild crazy wow 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 uh i've met a lot of people off the internet i've been doing it since i was 18 
Um, oh yeah, didn't you have like a internet boyfriend in like where was it? Tennessee, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. The only reason to go to Kansas. <laughs> Literally the only reason to go to Kansas. I thought I was gonna die in a tornado there. Um yeah, I had an internet boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> from where? From AOL chat room. Oh, you mean online? Yeah, um, like where were you guys oh meeting God. as teenagers? I can't remember what it was called. It was some teen chat room that we were both in. And okay. Tiger Beat chat? <laughs> no. No, honestly, I think it was just called teen chat. And this is like. That just sounds like a predator's wonderland. <laughs> I know. Not but- in like a hacky way. Like if a predator wanted to make a place, like where oh, can I. Totally. Where can I go pick up underage people? But keep in mind, he would title it Teen Chat. <laughs> this was like, this was like, I don't know, uh, 1998. Yeah. All right. 98, 99. No, so I was, was doing like, 98, being nine. You're a baby. <laughs> I, was, I was being nine and <laughs> nine year old thing. Coloring. <laughs> coloring was probably in my <laughs> wheelhouse, reading the dictionary. No, that was later on in life. Oh, God. I'm old. I read I read the dictionary um, at 11. <laughs> no so, big deal everybody i just want to so brag we had this internet boyfriend girlfriend thing from the time that i was 16 till i was 18 jesus and he was i think a year maybe a year and a bit younger than me um so we had been talking for a very long time before i actually did go down there um i would hope so it was before i think he had a i think he had a webcam we never like actually webcammed, but like he took photographs with the webcam. There were a couple of times where uh, we would be on the phone and his sister would grab the phone and be like, why do you like my brother? And it was kind of like, I feel like that was my opportunity to figure out if he was really, you know, who he said he was going to be. Right. And, and she would say like, isn't my brother cute? And I was like, yeah, he is. Cause like, she's like, oh, did you get that picture? He sent you. And I was like, okay. And that was like, obviously before the date. So why, why were you on the teen chat? Looking oh, for God. a boyfriend. I wasn't looking for a boyfriend. I I promise you, I was not looking okay. for a boyfriend. I was just, it, we had just gotten a computer in our house. It was like this cool new thing. You know, all the all the kids at school were talking about, oh, you can chat with people in other places. And yeah. I was like, that's super cool, you know, because I'm hashtag extrovert. So I was just talking to this community of people. And I think he must have been one of like the the chat room monitors or something because I... Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was at like 14 or 15, <laughs> like he's a, a big, monitor? He's a like deal, that's pretty... Yeah. So, um, we ended up, I think, how did you send pictures back then? I mean, like scan photos and send them to scan, um, email. Yeah. yeah. So I think we sent photos. I had one of those, um, do you remember those Polaroid cameras where you can get the little, like the little mini, uh, Polaroid, but you're probably too young. Maybe. But you can make like stickers out of them. So I was making these, like f- these Polaroid photo collages and like sending them to him in the mail and Yeah. And then you um, flew down to Kansas. I flew when you were Kansas 18, when I was 18 to go bang an underage person. I did not. What do you him. tell customs? I did not. <laughs> what do you oh tell? Oh my god, that was the scariest <laughs> moment of my life. I, go, I went through U.S. Customs and they I'm were like, "I'm trying to go have sex with a 17 year old." <laughs> and they were like, "Where are you going?" And I was like, "Wichita." And they're like, "Why?" <laughs> they wanted to know who goes to Wichita. And I said, "I'm visiting a friend," and they just said, "What's his name?" They didn't ask me how I knew him or because uh-huh. I think that wasn't like a meeting people on the internet wasn't really a thing yet. I mean, people did it, but it wasn't yeah. like as big as like, you know, people cat- didn't have podcasts back then. No, it wasn't like catfish, you know, like, like it is today. Like I'm sure it was happening, but like people weren't talking about it. And because I was the first one out of 
my friends and everyone to do it. My family, everyone freaked out. They were like, I can't believe you're doing this. You're such an idiot. Um, of course my mom was like, you're 18. I can't stop you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I went down there and this is a really shitty story. Actually, I I got down there and I, um, checked into my hotel it was july so it was like 110 degrees it was disgusting and i i went to get a hold of him and be like hey i'm here zero like radio silence like he's like off the grid and i'm like okay this is fine emily you're fine this is an adventure you are in kansas so i'm calling him calling him calling him he's not picking up and i'm like okay either he's dead or he freaked out that i'm here and can't handle it so overnight still nothing i wake up to the tornado sirens i'm like oh my god i'm gonna die here this is like dorothy shit happening um it's now been like 24 hours i still haven't heard anything i'm like okay well i'll just hang out here and then i'll go home i guess um but then my hotel phone rings that late that afternoon it's his sister and she's like hey we know you're here my parents know you're here he knows you're here. He's just being a pussy. And I was like, well, okay. Like, what should I do? And she's like, I'm going to come get you. We're going to go shopping. I'll take you out for dinner. Older sister, I'm Old, assuming. Older sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like super protective. Like she felt for me. Like she was just like, it's going to be okay. Like I'll take care of you. So she picks me up. We go shopping. <gasps> takes me out for dinner with the $50 bill that she took out of his bedroom. <laughs> she's like you know what he's gonna be a pussy we'll just take his girlfriend over dinner so it's like fuck it i'll go on this date. <laughs> yeah exactly so i i was so grateful that was the moment she realized maybe i do like girls <laughs> <laughs> i was super grateful just because i was so i've never been more alone in my entire life in this really strange place really far away from home and i was still very young and um i was like hey this is awesome and so we hung out at her place and his parents their parents conveniently dropped by like, Oh, we were just in the neighborhood. They just wanted to meet me make sure I wasn't like some crazy old lady coming to seduce their son. So they came over and they said, all right, we're going to come get you from your hotel tomorrow. We're going to check you out. We're going to bring you out to our place. You can stay here and we'll drive you back to the airport when you have to leave. So they came and got me from my hotel, uh, the mom like paid for, I think she paid for like half of it or more than half of it. She felt so awful. She's like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. Were you like only supposed um, to spend a night in the hotel? Or no, like... I was there for I think three nights. Yeah, but like were you supposed to spend a oh, night there and then no, go stay no, there? No, I had or... the hotel for the whole time. Okay. Yeah, I just I checked out early. She just felt bad because her son was... Ba- Everyone in the yeah. family's like, I'm. we're so <laughs> sorry Jeremy's being a bitch. Yeah, they were so but, like. <laughs> So we thought we raised a man and yeah. uh, clearly we haven't. Well, and I think also they <laughs> they were worried about me too. They thought I was going to come like steal their baby back to Canada and like get pregnant on purpose and all this stuff. And was, put him on a horse and wait, feed him maple syrup was, <laughs> and teach him to play hockey. Like, God forbid. It was so innocent. I was a virgin. Like I wasn't, I didn't. You were a virgin at 18? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, lo- I lost my virginity like, I don't know, two months before my 19th birthday. Okay. So... <clears throat> We uh, went back out to their house. He had been at a friend's overnight, so they're like, "He's coming back any minute." It w- this should have been record. Like this, this is reality TV sh- shit right here. So I'm sitting in the kitchen having lunch with his mom and his sister, and he rolls up and comes in the house. And I think he was, I think he thought they were bluffing when they said, "You know, Emily's here. You need to come home." So he showed up and he looked at me and and he was just like, "Sup." I'm like, yeah, re- really? What? I was like, really? Like, this had been 
this this isn't someone i met like a month ago this is someone that i'd maintained this like two year online like on the phone relationship with and he's just looks up and i'm like oh my god this is wow this is amazing so i sorry the the guy i've pictured in my head this entire time was like kind of meek and mild no not a dude who says sup he was a bro he was a bro totally a bro yeah yeah but wait did he sound like a bro on the phone like did you bring Um, out his non-broness Maybe a little. I mean, he had a Midwestern accent. But as soon as he like but, in person, he's got like, no, 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 I'm a, I'm a dude. Yeah, like drives a fast car, has like a year round tan, like you know, just kind of makes fun of. Uh, not that he wasn't who I thought he was. I just thought he would be cooler when I was actually there in person. Maybe sweeter. He, yeah, sweeter because he was really sweet with me on the phone and and whenever we talked and stuff. So I was just. I was pretty embarrassed. It was an embarrassing situation. I was just like, this sucks. This is not what I expected. Um, and at that point, I just wanted to go home. But then, of course, I was out on this acreage in the middle of fucking Kansas. Um, they were loaded. So like, they had this great pool and like a huge, like the, their property was on like this huge space. But um, nothing actually happened between it. I mean, we, the night before I left, we made out. Okay. Why? Did you just do it because you were like, well, I'm here or? Did, no, he, did he turn um, things around? He started to calm down a bit and be like, okay, fuck. Like, she's, I, I think he, I think it was too late. Like, when he started to know, be like, oh my God, she's actually here. I was like, okay, well, I'm leaving at four in the morning. So, this is, so he came down. I was sleeping in their basement and uh, he came down to say goodnight and we ended up making out for a little bit and then his mom of course was at the top of the stairs being like come upstairs now and then um yeah went to sleep and his dad drove me to the airport at four o'clock in the morning and that was it that was the last time i ever saw him and then um we it's been years now since we've spoken but I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did you guys keep talking afterwards or what touch. happened? I mean, we, we, we decided to, like, break up. You know, I feel like Dennis him. Miller and Joe Dirt, like, <laughs> tell me more. No, like, we, what happened to this guy? I want to find him. <laughs> I want to shake him it's, and be like, dude, um, what the hell? It's probably been about five years since we've actually spoken. Um, but I remember even after I moved. So you guys to- talk, like, for 10 years probably oh, afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we... um I mean, years after he would, we uh, he'd go through weird phases where he would call me and be like, "I need to talk to you. Like, I need a, I need girl advice or just weird stuff." And then he also went through a phase where he's like, "We're gonna get married," and I was like, um, "How is that possibly ever going to happen? <laughs> like, I'm not moving to Kansas." It's like I fell and, for that trick of flying out yeah, there exactly. once, and it did and not go well. And I remember well. him saying, like, a couple of years after, I remember him saying, like, "I should have fucked you," and I was like, "Well." Maybe you should have, but it's too late now. Right? Yeah. Because he... Um, What's his name? Danny. Danny, if you're fucking listening, you little chicken shit. <laughs> you done fucked up, kid. As someone who has slept with her, you missed out. <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah, I think he I think he had some regrets. But um, yeah, that was definitely like my... Um, the first like, i would love it if he heard this <laughs> how awesome would that be, be if i funny. got like an email or if like you got a call being like i heard you on a thing and i'm so sorry i feel like he'd be mortified if he heard this probably because he was a sh- he was a shithead like yeah. 17 year old it's not an embarrassing story it's not a story you should be embarrassed by you I'm were not, an adventurous yeah, no, young woman that like paved the way for a lot of different um <clears throat> you took a risk fucking mm-hmm. kudos to you right, that's well, badass i grew up in a small town right so i was like like everyone was doing the same thing, going to the same places. It was 
like boring as shit. And then all of a sudden I had this opportunity to like go do something crazy and maybe a little scary, but I did it. And it sort of like instilled this bravery in me that, that made me do a lot of more exciting adventurous things. So yeah, I I love that story just because it was so like, you know, Emily against the world. (laughs) That's a great fucking story. Thank you. I did not know that. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now you like uh, also, and now you're you're fucking your your man army. Yes. Of people. Yes. <laughs> okay. You also uh, here's something fun about you. Can we talk about this? Can we talk about your your little in uh, your enjoyment Which of the the watching? Yes. Or the cucking. Yeah, we can talk about that. So you like to either watch, like you like watching a dude jerk off. Yes. Like when when you were here in December, you watched me masturbate one time. Yes. Um, more than one time. More than one time. You also like. <laughs> A lot of times, like, if you knew I was jerking off, you would, like, highly request that you could watch. Yes. Um, or listen. I, I've, yeah. Yeah. I've called you while you're at work. Oh, my God. That's right. I can't. You've done that quite a few times, actually. Yeah. You've been, like, I mean, some of it's been kind of sweet and, like, I'm going to come for you. And then some of it's, like, I'm going to call you. I'm going to come. And then I'm going to hang up. And I'm just, like, <laughs> okay. And, or, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you? And I remember one time I was, like, I'm at work. And you're, like, are you sure you want to? And I was, like, yeah call me so i was like pretty busy um but i i, I accepted the challenge I, I i was like yeah i want to I do this you're sitting at your desk and like trying to talk to people <laughs> and meanwhile dude's like busting a nut so i get on, on the, the phone, phone with you and you're jerking off and i'm just like mm-hmm. yeah that's great oh thanks for calling and oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was hot it was hot for me but uh, in my body and in my brain i'm like oh shit i need a bathroom break <laughs> yeah but as dudes there's like when you're saying about the difference in tone like just i don't know there's a chemical thing where sometimes i'm like no I, i'm you know i'm i'm stroking but that yeah. would be sweet to call emily because i know she would like this it's my favorite and sometimes yeah. like i just need someone to listen <laughs> like i just like i'm horny there's nothing but testosterone fueling right. me there like right. a lot of guys if they, if they, you know they all know it's it, sometimes you can control yeah. sometimes you really have no control have you ever recorded it and sent it to someone i mean like sure. the, just the sound um probably yeah I, I don't know in particular but most likely you've sent me some pretty hot videos yeah i well, like that i do i do what i can Keep i like the please yes uh but the other one that's interesting is you like to be cuckolded which you don't often hear from the ladies. It's no. very commonly considered like a man thing. That, yeah. Is to like have like your, your wife go fuck a dude. Yeah. Uh, and then come and tell you about it. I didn't really. It took me a while to actually start talking about it openly because mm-hmm. I was embarrassed. I thought that it was like, I thought that it made me weird because. We're, hey, we're all pretty fucking we're, I weird. I mean, we're all weird, but like I just, I had only ever heard it being. Anytime a you dude think you're thing, weird, <laughs> there's whether not- it's you. <laughs> Or anyone here listening, if you yeah. think you're weird, just remember there are people who like to pretend that they're centaurs. <laughs> and centaurs are not a real thing. <laughs> so you're not weird, I promise. Okay. And any centaur okay. people listening, you know, you do you, but I'm, I am, Touché. it does irk me out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, don't, I had only ever heard of it being a guy thing. And um, I don't know. Maybe my first reaction was like, does this make me, am I like a dude or, you know, like, what does this mean? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm very like cuckold queen. Yeah. Like you want to, now you don't want to, do you want to watch the guy bang someone else or you do? Yeah. Oh shit. If I had known that, I would have raised. You did know that. I mean, it's, I guess I I forgot if you wanted to see me do something with a girl in front of you. 
or if you just want because I knew you wanted to watch a video. Right. I always had that in the back of my mind. If right. I could figure out someone who wanted to, who's cool with that, you yeah. you would have loved to see a video of me. But I didn't know if you wanted to see it live. Yeah, I've watched um, my boyfriend fuck his wife. Sure, but yeah, but you've also fucked his wife with him. You know, well, or, or sorry, you fucked him with the wife. We shared him, yeah. Right, because you don't play with girls. No. So you'll do like a M, an FMF threesome, but you won't uh, You won't interact. Mainly you'll, focused on the guy. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I would have arranged last night differently had I known that. Shut up. Shut up. No. Do you not want me to tell about last night? Well, I don't know. I guess you can. Well, last night we were at, I was. Yeah, go ahead. You were working for 11 hours. That's right. So, I mean, you you sent me to your gaze to go hang out. <laughs> You're like, can you guys just like keep him company in case he gets lonely? <laughs> um, And then I ended up, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I'm having some whiskey. I'm just chatting with people. This is one older woman. She starts like flirting hardcore with me, mm-hmm. and uh, I th- I knew. See, this is the sweetheart in me. I didn't want. I had no interest of like hooking up with anyone in this city. Mm-hmm. However, I thought, ooh, Emily would possibly like this. Right. So I basically was. I was telling this woman, I was like, you know what? Like the most out, and I told very explicitly, and that's she made it. I think it made her uncomfortable how forward I was. Well, and when she was like hitting on me, and a I said. Of mine. But no, no, she's not. I asked because you said the only rule was don't fuck any of my friends. So I said, are you like a friend of yeah, hers? Okay. She's like, ah, I kind of know her. I was like, all right, fine. I guess when I said that, I meant any of my close friends. She and I are not close friends. Right. But I mean, she's a friend of mine. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I told her, I, was like, I mean, the most of that will happen is like, well, I'm not going to fuck you because I don't do that. But like, if you want, like I, we can go. Because she lived in the building. Right. So I was like, we can go downstairs and I'll eat you out. Right. And she started like giggling because she was like. I'm still did, curious to hear how that started like how that came up she's was just she, she was like flirting with me how did it get sexual, i forget though? what it was like, who was she being i think she was being suggestive and then okay. i was being real suggestive okay so i was like when she started being like cutesy suggestive i was like let's make this real yeah here's a suggestion Shit got real yeah yeah i suggested a real thing and then i th- then like she like left and then she came back and she's like so like do you do you wanna- think she needed a minute to like consider i think she needed to figure out a if i was kidding right and then also just was like, because she also knew I was hooking up with you. Right. So Are it was you sure like, she knew that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of like, she comes back and she goes. She needed you- a moment. <laughs> yeah, she needed a moment. And then she comes back and says, do you want to see my place? Right. And then after I texted you to like, see like when saying, you were coming. That's like saying, do you want to and- watch a movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's her version of that. And yeah. I wanted to make sure you weren't like on your way. Right. Because I didn't want to like be eating some random Asian chick out if you were like mm, on your yeah. way over. So Yeah, that would have been. I was considerate. Uh, that would have been a surprise. Yeah. So I went down and I ate her out. And I thought, okay, I'll do this. Right. I mean, like, she's cute. She's, like, hot and all. She However, is, yeah. the a big portion of the reason I did it was because I was like, oh, and then I'll surprise Emily tonight while we're fucking. Yeah. And I'll tell her that I did this. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she'll think it's hot. Yeah. It could also potentially go really, really poorly. But I was like, <laughs> I think she'll think this is hot. Yeah. And to the point that, like, this woman, she wanted to, she wanted to fuck me. She wanted to blow me. She kept trying to blow me. Right. I kept saying, like, no, you don't get to, you can't suck me off right now. That's not what I agreed to come down for. Yeah. Eventually, like, I let her, but I said. So before you went downstairs, you were like, I'm going to eat your pussy, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just, like most women do, I think she didn't believe me when I said it. Right, 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 right. I let her suck my dick some. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, but I told her, I was like, you can't, you can suck it, fine, but you can't, I'm not going to come. Right. You can help, you can help 
pump me up for someone. I was like, this load is for someone else. You can help me build a did load you say if you want. It's for Emily, or did you say I didn't say like else? it's for Emily. I just said it's for someone else. Okay, she knew when you texted me last night and said, uh, "Can I say this?" Yeah, what you said. You were like, "P.S. I'm gonna have quite the the build up for you later." Yeah, that's because of that. And I was like, "Oh, that's hot." And then I'm like, "I wonder if someone's like getting him worked up," because. I like that too. I yeah. do. Well, and because it's something I like, I was like, ooh, I wonder if... But then I was like, he's with the gays. It's so like, is one of my guy friends blowing him right now? Right. I was like, how drunk is he? Or like, did they <laughs> slip him something in his drink? Um, but then I realized that she was there and I was like, oh, maybe. And I knew, and I knew Is she were... like the slutty friend? Is that what no, the... No, 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 she's not the slutty friend. I just, I know that she is super flirty when she drinks and and like you're pretty cute so and you're like not from around here you know it's like fresh meat plus in a room full of gays it's like well you know i could sit here and talk about pride or like (laughs) i could go get my pussy in right right exactly so um i mean i wasn't shocked i'm not gonna say like i was like oh my god but i also wasn't like uh expecting it i guess so what is it about like uh knowing that turns you on like i knew that Mm. i knew what i did would turn you out partially because i'm having her prep me for you do you know how that like i didn't fuck her that i didn't like come in her mouth or anything i think i knew you would find that appealing because like it makes you the special one because yeah yeah, she's sucking his dick but i'm gonna get that load well and it's also hot to know that someone else got you excited right when i couldn't but what uh in generally like about watching or about knowing Here's what does thing. that turn you on? When I first discovered that I had this like weird kink and fetish about me, it was in a weird time. It was um that like two boyfriends ago or like the two serious boyfriends ago. The, the one who was cheating on the you. The one who cheated on me. Instead of like cutting off all ties and letting him go, I I made him keep fucking me because we we ha- made him. Yeah, like I, I had to put, twist his arm. Uh-huh. Um, we had been having this really good sex and I wasn't ready to give it up yet. And I just, I, I think I was in denial about the fact that he was like being so horrible and sociopathic behind my back. Um, so when we were fucking, after I found all this stuff out, I would start asking questions about the other girls. One of them in particular, because one of them he was still seeing. And... I uh, I would ask him questions about the sex that they had while he was fucking me. And I realized very quickly that it was like crazy hot. And then I totally got off on it. And I think he thought like, is this a trick? Like, do I answer or do I say like, it's like that meme. But, it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember it was very like, um, it was a very, it was a, I thought of it as an insecurity because um, part of the dirty talk was like, tell me I have better tits than her or like tell me that I'm tighter than her or tell me that you know you come harder with me than you do with her it was kind of like a competition where I got kind of like National Geographic with him like it was like Animal Kingdom you know um and and that brought a lot of shame just because I was mad at myself for continuing to have sex with him after he had like hurt me so badly Mm -hmm. um and I thought it was just a one-off but then like as I started to date and have sex with other guys, I noticed it coming up a lot in my dirty talk once I was comfortable with that person. And I was like, shit, this is something I'm really into. Like I love hearing about my partner being with someone else. And I mean, a lot of it has to do with compersion, right? Like feeling that joy for your Mm -hmm. partner's pleasure. Um, But also it's like that naughty side of it. Like I I, I get really into. Okay, I'm really good at sharing. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sharing is caring. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so was this as uh, scary as you were um, imagining? No. You made it. No, it's You not. made it through. <laughs> it's never as scary as you imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already like flown the Wichita. Right? And met I an know. Asshole, so that, I was, mean, that was a lot scarier than this. Yeah. Yeah. You can do anything now. I know. I'm on top of the world. <laughs> Well, um, Emily, thanks for well, thanks for flying me to Vancouver. First off, um, and thanks for doing the show. My pleasure. Um, Yeah, you want to say goodbye to peoples? Bye, people. Later. (laughs) See now, she was so worried about like she's like, I don't want to seem stupid. It's like, no, you're not stupid for for going to Kansas. That was badass. Right? How many of you were like, man, I wish I was brave enough to do that? And then hopefully, I hope even more of you thought like, wow, it doesn't take as much bravery as I thought it took. And maybe you'll go off and do something similar one day. Uh, That was a fantastic episode. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, This was a good one. Yeah. Uh, As usual, guys, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Hope you're following me on there at TheBillyProceda. And uh, use the, you know, say hello. Use the hashtag Man Podcast. Let me know what you think about the show. If you want to say something more privately, maybe you don't have Twitter, you can email me. I love the emails over at manhorpod at gmail.com. Get on the mailing list, people. If you were on the mailing list, you would know about the unslut screening uh, in advance. And I've got more news coming out soon. So go to manhorpod.com, sign up for that mailing list. Um, October 6th, Unslut, a documentary film here in New York City at the Creek in the Cave. We're going to also, you know, with a Q&A afterwards with Emily Linden and WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley. Uh, go get your tickets now, just $12. Unsl- uh, unslut.brownpapertickets.com. Please support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. I think I got all the plugs that I need to out the way. I hope you all will go out and have your own fly to Kansas type adventure. Because if you don't, you know what? You might be missing. You're missing out on something special probably. So go off. Have an adventure. And when you do it, don't forget, stay slutty. (laughs) 